What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. When you close the door on people who have no idea how to love you, it opens the door to people who can and will. How beautiful is it to find someone you don't have to beg to stay or tell them how to love you and make you feel safe. They just know how to the first time. The hard truth is that you will never be too much for someone who can't get enough of you. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. It's Violet Benson, your favorite meme queen and the big sis you didn't ask for, but need. Welcome to Almost Adulting. Almost Adulting. Are you ready? Hi, besties, and welcome to a brand new Almost Adulting, the largest self-love podcast and movement, your number one destination for personal growth and mental health. I'm your big sister and your host, Violetta. Quick reminder to hit the subscribe button, whether you are currently listening on Spotify, on Apple, or you're watching Almost Adulting on YouTube. Correct. We are now on YouTube. So Make sure to subscribe to me on YouTube, hit the subscribe button and notification button so you never miss an episode again. We have new episodes every Tuesday and Thursday. Today, I thought that we can explore heartbreak. The most dangerous thing that you can do when you're dating, who suffers more during a heartbreak, during a breakup, and why heartbreak hurts so much and the best way to move on. Here's the thing, ladies. Sometimes men will love the idea of you but not the idea of actually investing any time in you. That is why sometimes it seems like he is so into you in the beginning and then out of nowhere, he pulls away. And what that actually means is that he never actually really liked you in the first place because interest only grows with time, not disappears. He sold you a dream and you bought it and now he can't follow up with what he said because he wants to backtrack and do exactly what he wants to do which is talk to other women be a fuck boy not look for anything serious not be the man that he pretended he once was to get you to take your clothes off but guess what babe okay they always come back i have some exes that i wish would stop loving me and i'm not anything special so that means if it happens to me, it ha will happen to you as well. Whoever you're currently heartbroken over, guess what? They will come back eventually. You just have to give it time and you have to let go. And eventually when you focus so much on yourself and you pour all of that love, you try to pour into someone else into yourself, that's when they will notice it and they will come back because they will miss your energy. All of my exes are like always back on my ass. And it's actually to the point that now it's frustrating. I actually wish they would leave me alone. Like one of my exes that I dated briefly, I don't even consider him an ex. This man will always be the first guy to watch all of my stories and respond to all of them like clockwork. And it, it makes me laugh because it's like, bro, you had me. Like you literally had me at one point and you couldn't afford what it costs to have my love. And now you want my attention? Where was all of this when you had me? When you were busy adding 
other women every single day, women that were following me. And I would be like, hey, why did you follow this random girl with big titties on Instagram? And you'll be like, oh my God. I mean, it's because, it's because, um, well, like I ran into her at a random shop and she's actually looking for a job. She's a dental hygienist. And my friend, Robert, I'm sure I've told you about Robert before. Like you must know about Robert. Well, Robert's a dentist. And I was like, oh my God, I want to help this poor girl find a job. Cause you know, the economy is so bad right now. So I was like, I'm going to help her with her dental hygienist job. And I was like, right. So you couldn't just get her email address. You needed to add her on Instagram and like all of her big titty pictures to support her. That's how you're helping her find a job with your dentist friend. Does Robert follow her on Instagram? <laughs> you know, like shit like that. I had to put up with that. And now looking back, I'm like, why did I put up with that? And now for the rest of my life, this man will be responding to all my stories, but will be telling all of his friends that one time that he had a chance with me. Because the reality is, he loved the idea of me, but he didn't love the idea of actually being with me because of all the time that it would take to invest in me and, you know, being a different person, like not acting single. And I'm sure if I went through it, you will too. So when all these men will come back into your life, which they will, it's not for you to give them a second chance. It's for you to laugh at how pathetic they are and move on with your life. Okay. Not pathetic in a way that they're beneath you or anything like that. When I words don't have much meaning to me. When I say things like, oh, they're, that person's a loser, pathetic. It's more in a way where I just want you to move on. I just think there are wrong people for you and right people for you. And your exes are your exes for a reason. There's no reason to revisit that or to open the door on something that didn't work out for a reason. The biggest mistake a lot of us do is that we fall in love with the idea of love and someone's potential. And then we struggle to let them go. We struggle to let go of the idea of them that we created in our heads. And sadly, the version that we made up in our heads of what they could be isn't actually who they are. Like if only he apologized and showed up at my door, then we'd be in love, but he won't. And he didn't because it's not who he actually is. The real version of who the person that you dated is the version of the person that let you down, that didn't fight for you, that didn't meet you halfway, that made you cry, that didn't care to lose you if you walked away. You built them up so much in your head and you created a whole new version of them because the fairy tale version you have in your head is way better than the reality of who they are. Like my mom once said, Never let a man tell you twice that he does not want you. When people show you who they are, believe them the first time. If someone shows you they are not able to love you in the way that you need them to, it is not an invitation for you to try and convince them. I'm not interested in sticking around to watch someone disrespect me and lower my self-worth. And I hope that you're not either. Why bother trying to force someone to stay when they clearly have no interest in learning how to love you? Let them take you for granted. Let them ignore you. Let them show you exactly what you don't want in your next partner so then you can move on. I personally believe that the only revenge that you should ever consider is the one where you move on. You are allowed to change the price of what it costs to love you at any time. And... What's a greater punishment than no longer having access to your care, 
to your gentle touch, to your warm love, to your sweet kisses, to hearing your voice, hearing you laugh, getting to learn about you, getting to experience your kindness and your love. No longer having any access to you is the biggest punishment that someone can experience. So don't bother being scorned or trying to hurt them by getting back at them because there is nothing more painful than losing your love. When you close the door on people who have no idea how to love you, it opens the door to people who can and will. How beautiful is it to find someone you don't have to beg to stay or tell them how to love you and make you feel safe. They just know how to the first time. The hard truth is that you will never be too much for someone who can't get enough of you. So if you're too much for someone, then maybe it's time to become nothing at all to them. Maybe it's time for you to fall in love with someone who doesn't make you believe that love is hard. It's not supposed to be this hard, especially not in the beginning. You fell in love with their potential because their current version of who they actually are doesn't live up to your expectations because the reality of them sucks. This took me many years to figure out as I went through relationships that where I miss the person, where in reality, I didn't actually have that much of a great relationship with them. There were so many cracks and so many moments that if I only had paid attention, I would notice how much we weren't a match. We date people and we put them on such a pedestal thinking that they're so perfect. And we don't realize that often they didn't actually even have that many admirable qualities about them. But it's only how our minds paint the picture of a relationship, not the relationship itself. So for some reason, when we are dating someone, we glamorize them inside our minds and often in our conversations with friends on who this person is and what the relationship was about. We also glamorize and see an illusionary future where everything is so beautiful and so perfect with this person. Like if only they did this one thing, then we'd be so happy right now. Or he really was my best friend, minus the fact that he actually sucked at communicating. Or if he just saw what he did wrong and showed up at my house and apologized, then we'd be so in love right now. Or if he just finally grew up and stopped drinking and blacking out every weekend, then he could finally be the man I know he can be. Do you hear yourself be the man you know he can be? As in, he's currently not the man that you're trying to paint in your head. He is not the man he actually is at this exact moment. We lie to ourselves. We trick our minds into believing that someone's a better match for us and they really are. We say it's because we're hopeless romantic, but a part of me thinks that maybe it's because we're just lazy and we don't want to start all over again. It's kind of like, well, he has my hair tied at his house. Like, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> I, can't, I can't just move on. I can't just buy a new one. It's not that easy. He has my hair tie, you know? We think that the hardest part about dating is finding someone new. But the reality is that the hardest part about dating is knowing when to leave, knowing when it's time to walk away. That's hard. 
The brain acts like a snowball. The more you let it roll, the larger it gets in your head. So maybe it's time to stop listening to music that reminds you of this person or stalk them on Instagram or have any other means of diving into their existence. Like personally, don't get me wrong. I love stalking all of my exes and their exes stories. And every time they post a story with a song, I'm like, oh my God, is that for me? You posted this just for me, didn't you? Like you wanted me to see this. You were trying to tell me something by the lyrics of the song, right? Well, guess what? I guess I'm going to go ahead and Shazam that song so I can Google the lyrics and then read throughout every single lyric song and figure out exactly what you're trying to tell me. Because I got 20 minutes to kill, you know? Don't mind if I do. (laughs) Heartbreak isn't easy. And at first it feels like you will never be okay again. Like you'll never smile when you feel the sun on your skin. You'll never laugh when you hear something funny. You'll never love again because they took that from you and they never gave it back. But I promise you that one day you will wake up and time will feel like it's moving again. And the days will go by. You will feel the need to reach out or stalk them on social media less and less. You'll stop looking for a reason to mention their name throughout the day. Song lyrics will lose its meaning and no longer make you want to break down and cry in the middle of Starbucks. You will slowly start to see them clearly for who they really are and not the version of them that you made up in your head that gave you hope. And then one day you will realize that they're not a bad person for not loving you. They were just the wrong person. Forgive people for letting you down and not living up to your expectations, not because they deserve your forgiveness, but because you deserve peace. The best closure you will ever have is to let people lose you instead of trying to convince them to stay. That begs the question, who hurts more after a breakup, the guy or the girl? So I found this author on Reddit And I really liked what he had to say. He used this analogy to explain this best. So shout out to Rana Ashish for this analogy. So when Rana was asked, who is affected more by a breakup, the boy or the girl? He said, the other day I was using Gorilla Glue. And it's basically this very powerful glue that you can use to put together puzzles, furniture, and so on. And a few drops fell on my finger. And within just a few seconds of contact with the air, it became hard. Now I had two choices. Number one, leave it as is. Or number two, remove the glue from my finger. Since it wasn't harming me in any way, I could have just left it as is. But any unwanted thing that sticks to you will keep bothering you. So I decide to remove it. The glue, it was so strong that while trying to remove it, It also removed the first layer of my skin. So here's the answer. The person who is not strong enough to let go suffers more. Breakup and its suffering is not gender specific. The relationship is dead, just like the glue. So if you want to live with that, there's no harm. But also most of your attention will be taken by it. And then once it's removed, it might take extra attention, but after some time, it won't matter anymore. It won't hurt anymore. So since you are too attached, 
and you don't want to let it go, you leave this glue on, then of course you will be the person on the receiving end, like the person with the finger on the, with the glue. But if you see the removal of the skin as harmful to you, then you should also see the bright side. Because when you remove this glue, even though it removes some layer of your skin, it also allows you to grow new skin. And same goes for life. If you don't allow yourself to let go, you will never know about the surprise that's waiting for you. So the person who decided to leave you is like the glue, hard. It probably won't affect them as much as it's going to affect you. And once the relationship is dead, they're going to leave you anyway, like the glue. So the bottom line is, the person who has a hard time to let go is going to suffer the most, regardless of gender. Because like Sylvester McNutt said, closure happens right after you accept that letting go and moving on is more important than projecting a fantasy of how the relationship could have been. So how do you get over a heartbreak? I think what we often do is believe that the only way to get over a heartbreak is by masking it with things that will distract us like substances, alcohol, or going back to an ex or partying, basically anything you can possibly do to avoid feeling or, you know, the saying, best way to get over someone is to get under someone else. And as cute and funny as that is, your emotional pain doesn't just disappear. All you've done is push it to the side and try to silence it. You've neglected your pain and you told your body and heart that what is currently feeling isn't valid. And how sad is that? When we cry, and I mean really cry, we are giving validation to our emotions. Our emotional body is suddenly not neglected. And we get to sit with our emotions rather than in them. And I've talked about this, I think, in a recent Tuesday episode where you'll know if you are sitting in an emotion rather than with, because that's when it's an insult to injury. You'll talk to yourself and say things like, I'm so sad, but I hate this. I shouldn't even be upset about this. It's so stupid. Like, why do we even care? It's not even a big deal. But damn, now I feel worse about myself because you see what just happened there? You became your own worst enemy. Now you're angry at yourself for feeling, for being sad. And did that help? Did that make the sad feelings go away? No, it just made things feel heavier and more painful because now you also added shame to the mix. You shamed yourself for feeling. You'll know when you're sitting with an emotion rather than in it, because you will actually go through it to get over it. For example, yeah, I'm sad, but you know what? If I cry, I'm going to let myself feel my emotions. I'm not going to try to put on a strong face for who? Because then that's me telling myself that I'm wrong for feeling what I currently feel. So the difference here is that you've realized that the emotion isn't going anyway until it is dealt with. The only way over something is right through it. And in the second scenario, you're actually loving yourself and validating yourself. No more feeling embarrassed for feeling as if there is 
such a thing as a bad emotion or bad feeling. I wouldn't be able to create half of the art and the things that I'm proud of without having these moments where I felt so low, so lost, so alone, and where my heart was broken. I wouldn't be able to appreciate happiness and love and how beautiful life can really be without being able to also experience pain and heartache and sadness. Crying, sadness, feeling your emotions is not actually for the weak. It's for people who are strong and it's part of being able to love yourself. When you love yourself is when you allow yourself to feel your emotions. So I say, yes, cry it out. It feels good. And not just for all the scientific reasons, like the fact that it literally releases stress from your eyeballs when you cry. And there's even this whole science about um, behind your tears and how your tears under a microscope, they look different when they're happy tears versus sad tears. Pretty cool. But cry because in whatever exact moment you're going through, this is exactly what your body needs. So listen to your body. Allow yourself to heal. The longer you prolong facing your emotions, the longer you prolong your healing. For me, I face my emotions by writing and creating art. And that's actually why when someone recently asked me, why does a broken heart hurt so much? And I saw this short paragraph on Reddit. It was written by Dushka Zapata. It was short, sweet, and beautiful. And I really liked the analogy that he used and ended up inspiring me to write this whole poem analogy for you guys to give you that answer. So quick shout out to Dushka Zapata for the inspiration. Someone asked me, why does a broken heart hurt so much? Well, I had a room once. It was beautiful, spacious, with high ceilings, and the floors, they were wood. And although they were once shiny and brand new, over the years, I had some wear and tear. It needed a bit of work. The wood was now scratched and dented. It needed some maintenance and attention so it can return to its original glossy color. But that's when I saw the carpet. I mean, it was stunning, okay? I mean, it was multicolored and had this sheen that I knew made it unique. I wanted this carpet in my room and I want it right now. I guess I don't really need to fix the floor I decided because the carpet would just cover it all. So then I built the rest of the room on top of this carpet. I got a coffee table, a bookcase that I slowly filled with poetry and stories about the ocean and love. I got a comfortable sofa, a blanket, a few pillows. And suddenly, or maybe not so suddenly, Maybe I kind of knew this all along. The carpet was pulled out from under everything. The table I used to put my feet on the end of a long day. The books with the stories about the ocean and love. The sofa. The sofa that I dreamt of coming home to every single night. And the pillows now buried under the ruins of what used to be my life. And the floor. The floor. Oh, God. What did I do? Why did I think it would be a good idea to just cover it up? I poured all of my love and attention and care into the shiny carpet that I had nothing left to pour into what was underneath it. I tricked myself into believing that somehow doing so would magically erase all the damage that was previously done, but instead only worsened. The cracks grew bigger. The scratches deepened. I even noticed some mold started to form in the darkest part of the room. 
I neglected my own floor for so long that now it was almost unrecognizable. I might even need to tear it up and start all over again from scratch. And that is where a broken heart hurts so much. I love them. I did. But in the process of loving them, I neglected loving myself because besides them leaving me, they also left behind all of the parts that I never bothered to address to myself. So the next time I see a shiny carpet, I'll make sure that the floor that I set it on has been properly maintained with love and care. And I will continue to take care of it no matter what. Not because I believe that it might one day be pulled out from under everything again, but because I can no longer hide my pain and hope that no one will know. I will know. I will know. I hope you enjoyed my little analogy. It's about how often we lose ourselves and other people and completely neglect to love ourselves. So when it comes to heartbreak, I believe that the best way to get over heartbreak isn't by getting under someone else, but instead getting under yourself. And what I mean by that is learning how to love yourself the same way you were able to try and pour all of your love into someone else. Fall back in love with yourself. Often the qualities that we fall in love with in our partners are qualities that we too have in ourselves all along. So invest in yourself all the time in love and care and attention and kindness that you were so ready to and willing to invest in someone you hardly knew. So do little things that make you fall in love with yourself all over again. Like for me, I dive into my writing and I'm always so proud of myself when I pour my heart into my pen and paper. I wrote this passage weeks ago and I was so scared to share with you guys, but I'm very proud of myself that I have. And it's okay if some people out there may not relate to it or understand what I wrote because it wasn't for them. It was for me to heal. That's a cool thing about writing. It doesn't need to mean anything to anyone else as long as it means something to you. So by giving myself time, being kind to myself, crying it out when I needed to, talking about my feelings with a therapist, with my friends, and then diving into my art is what helped me move on completely. The poem that I wrote was basically the last nail in the coffin that set me free to love myself again and to move on from whatever heartbreak or pain that I was previously experiencing. Personally, I'm a Scorpio. So every heartbreak for me is like a rebirth of who I used to be and being born into the new and improved version of myself after them. So why would the newer, more improved version of me need to ever think or love or date someone from my past? That's why I never go back because they belong with the old version of me and she's dead. I've shed that skin. I poured it into my art and now it's long gone. And now it's a long gone memory. No love left, no hate either. I nothing them only onward for me. The new upgraded version of me is going for better, newer, thicker, nicer dick. Okay. (laughs) You know, period. So I hope that you can do the same for yourself as well. But all jokes aside, there's nothing more beautiful and more meaningful than love. To love 
people from a genuine place and to be loved back by them is probably, I think, one of the most rewarding things that I've ever experienced in my life. And I'm not going to stop pursuing that just because of a few bad experiences. And I hope you won't either. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, don't forget to leave me a five-star review on the Apple Podcast app to tell me how much you love the episode. I hope you remember to love yourself today and give yourself grace if you're hurting. If you need to cry, cry it out. And lastly, don't forget, I love you. And I hope you remember to love yourself. Have a beautiful day, besties. Bye.